everyone. How are you doing? This week, it's just going to be me and I'm going to be sharing about what you can do and what you should be thinking about to really be preparing yourself to bring your absolute A game. And what do I mean by A game? I mean your what is the best version of you? And are you really thinking about these essential items that will really help you get your head in gear and show your best self? Because there are many different versions of ourselves. And when we present, when we talk, when we have these conversations, we don't want to be showing our tired selves or our best selves. And it's not about the impression we give. It is about actually how we feel. It's about the performance that we deliver in terms of not presentation performance, but the performance that we are going to be sharing, <laughs> literally sharing, um, in terms of the work that we do and how effective we are. Now, in finance, as a finance partner, as an accountant, as a even if as a CFO, as an FD, or as a finance manager, any of those roles, we have to show up as our best. We need to be calm. We need to be in control. We need to connect to other people. We need to be able to be influential in our role. What we say has to matter and has to get through to decision makers so that they have everything they need and they believe us. And we have to be really effective and affect other people using our voice, using our body language, all of these things. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, <laughs> is the five ways that we can do that. How can we show up as super prepared as our best? First thing we need to do is really think about what we want people to see and what we should be showing. And that means really having a huge look at ourselves and being very, very reflective. This is something I do with my clients. In fact, I now, as of this summer, I decided that this was such an important step to be totally self-aware that I won't work with someone unless they go through what I call a reveal process. And that means understanding your personality traits. It means looking at your strengths, looking at your weaknesses. It's kind of like a SWOT analysis for yourself. <laughs> so we'll look at the opportunities that you have to be really show your best, absolute best. And the reason why I was thinking about this is, uh, so in our house, it's all about motorsports. And say it's all about motorsports. Okay, on a Sunday, I might be uh, <laughs> having the best time listening to Elaine Page on a Sunday. And if you're not in the UK, Elaine Page is one of our premier uh, musical theatre stars and she has a radio show on Sunday. And that means I get to listen to it and be a bit of a geek and sing along because I'm sorry, that's just who I am. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, conversely, in the other room, uh, no doubt that my husband and son will be watching some sort of car thing. Um, and I do actually enjoy it. And of course, uh, as, as we go live at the moment, uh, 
it was a big week a couple of weeks ago. It was a huge, huge week because uh, for the UK, because Lewis Hamilton, who's in the F1, um, got his seventh championship title. And that is huge. So he broke records there. He broke Schumacher's records. Um, it was a massive deal. And it really made me think, what does he do, I wonder? What does he do the night before um, he goes out and has a race? What does he do uh, the morning as he wakes up? How does he, what is he doing to his mindset, to his body? What does he drink? What does he have for breakfast? What is he doing to make sure he absolutely brings his A game to that? Because you can't be anything uh, less than completely invested and completely on point. So this is one of the questions I was asking. And actually, it just so happened that I'd gone through this process uh, with one of my clients um, recently and someone else who's preparing a public speaking event as well. So I've gone through this process a few times and I always ask people, OK, what steps are you going to take to make sure that you are absolutely on form? And I want you to think about this right now. When you go into a meeting, when you are delivering a presentation, when you are doing anything, you could be walking on the biggest stage. Not right now, of course, the whole world's in lockdown. But <laughs> in a few months, you might be listening to this and thinking, yes, I'm going to finally step onto a stage. I'm going to take that speaking engagement. I'm going to show up in my industry. I'm going to deliver uh, the next town hall, I am going to speak to the entire organization. It could be anything. It could be something huge that you've always wanted to do. And what are you going to prepare? How are you going to manage yourself? Are you just going to show up? No, no, we don't do that. Funny enough, we, we always have rituals in place, but so often you won't be aware of the rituals that you would like to that, that you actually use that actually help you feel like you and actually I posted a comment it's, it's got actually a huge amount of reach posted this comment on LinkedIn uh, a couple of weeks ago about what we wear and it wasn't about a style guide it wasn't about that it's about why do we choose the things that we wear because let's face it working in finance today so it's interesting I work with I can work at one end of the spectrum, which is completely traditional, but actually a lot of the time I work with the fintech kind of accounting tech industry. And of course, it's very relaxed, um, wearing trainers, T-shirts or branded T-shirts, that kind of thing. And this look, this very cool look versus the three-piece suit. Now, it isn't actually really about what we're showing up in. It's about how it all makes us feel, isn't it? Why are you wearing what you're wearing today? Who were you meeting today, even if it was on a call? I'm meeting you guys here today. I'm doing a talk after this. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and I've done a couple of things beforehand. But I personally, I like to dress in a smart way. Um, if you're watching this video, I've got a blazer on, um, got my hair up, I've got a top on with bright colors. I tend to always like wearing bright colors because of how it makes me feel. And it's, to be honest, nothing to do with you. <laughs> it is in the end because it's about the output. But if I am wearing bright things, I feel bright. And that's personal. That's just for me. So what makes you feel like you're in your A game? And now think about this. 
everyone who has a uniform, again, here in the UK, uh, schools where have uniforms. In the States, they don't. They tend not to unless it's, it's private. Um, why do we have uniforms anywhere? Why do we have uniforms in the military? It's not just about camouflage. It is about a sense of ritual. It is a sense of creating a unity. It is a sense of, um, hmm, we could go into a whole thing about individuality, but what it is, is creating an environment where people know what to expect. And these are the things that you put in place. So imagine you do this all the time without really thinking about it. Of course, you think about what you wear, think about how you're showing up, but really are you thinking about the effect it has on you? So that's one of the first ones is really have a think about that step, not just about what you're wearing. It could be anything. Um, what's going to be in your way? What's going to make you feel comfortable? What's going to make you feel confident? The same thing, all of this process, you know, the same thing. What do you eat before you present? What do you do? You have something heavy. Do you have something nutritious? Um, do you make sure you eat an hour beforehand or only three hours beforehand? I came on here actually on this uh, live and the previous live I, live I did just uh, about an hour beforehand and my stomach was grumbling. And so I had to quickly, I was like, right, I'm going to have to quickly put something in my tummy and eat something really quickly so that I don't have <laughs> echoing on the microphone um, that's going on. So these are the things that are really important. How much sleep do you get? How much sleep do you think the top sports champions in the world? How do you think the Venus sisters go out before a game or even not even a game, but even their rehearsals, rehearsals, their practice sessions with their coach? How do they approach each session? Because I can guarantee it's not going to be with a heavy night out beforehand or a setting yourself up for a bad night's sleep. And we're all like this. We can end up with our phones late at night, having I'm I'm one of those in-between people. I'm <laughs> I'm a night owl, but I'm also an early bird. And I think I saw a picture where it says, Well, then you're some permanently exhausted pigeon. Um, and uh, but no, I've had to work really hard on that. So it's my natural rhythm is actually to be up quite late, but I'm having to work hard on going to sleep. Um, because that's when I'm in my best. The next day and of course as I get older it gets a little bit worse I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so those are the things that really matter now the next one that is massive is massive that we all do is language so what is it well I say this in <laughs> check your language is what I'm trying to say what can you do to actually create an environment for yourself where you are being massively successful and you're going to be a horrendously accomplished and confident speaker. Because the thing is, the words that we say really do affect our mindset. Uh, think of it this way. If you're going to start saying, oh, well, I think I know the answer. I know the answer. Or how about, oh, I, I'm not sure of the answer right now. Um, I'm really sorry. I should, I should have known that. Hi. <laughs> You're right. That's such a great question. 
I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out straight away and I'll keep you posted. Think about how the difference in those two. One is very apologetic and really, oh, I'm so sorry, I should have known. So you're already putting things on you. And then the next is really owning the situation. Really, 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 really owning the situation. And this is the thing, if you ever suffer and about 90% of, of successful people, of all people, I would say, um, suffer from imposter syndrome. So if you do get this onslaught of imposter syndrome, why are they listening to me? What am I going to know? There's someone better in the room. They're more experienced than me. They're more knowledgeable. They're more qualified. Who am I to tell them? Um, well, you need to check your language, check your words before you walk into that space. Because if you don't, first of all, who will? Second of all, not only are you telling them that they should be unsure of you, but you are telling yourself that. So really have a think, catch yourself, think about the words that you use with anybody, especially when you're feeling imposter syndrome. Really, really come to terms with the fact that you won't know everything and that someone might be more qualified and they might be more experienced, but that doesn't mean that you are inexperienced and it doesn't mean that you are underqualified. Okay? Because this is something I see with speakers and presenters or communication issues on the whole is that we actually put ourselves down a lot or we compare ourselves to other people when actually their successes or failures have nothing to do with ours. It just because someone else is more successful or less successful does not mean, does not mean that you are or aren't. It doesn't affect you. You are yourself in your own right and you are there about to speak or present for a reason. You have been asked for a reason. Think about that. So really check your language. Now, the, the next one that I really want to talk about is creating the time. <sighs> big things we create time, big status events we create time. Any public speaker will make sure that their morning, that their time before is absolutely clear, is absolutely dedicated to the talk. So you might be paying someone to talk for an hour or, or uh, as a public speaker or motivational speaker, they might be paid for theoretically an hour or 45 minutes worth of speaking but that's not what you're getting because they've probably taken the day before the morning before no matter how experienced they are some people do just rock up but they will have done an element of preparation now that's the a game of speaking and presenting is the motivational speakers the all of those things they have put a lot of prep work into being that good and if you want to be influential and you want to show up as confident and feel confident and look confident in finance, then you need to take it seriously and you need to take that time to show up. So the time could be just 15 minutes, but allow 15 minutes. Allow yourself 20. Allow yourself a break of an hour. You have to understand what you need. Do you need some downtime before you go? Do you need something to, you know, put the music on and get yourself going, get really in, in the zone? Think about how you wake up in the morning and you get ready for work. 
Now, in my house, it's always a bit manic and we have to, you know, I get up early, I walk the dogs, I get back, uh, doing breakfast, try to get everyone to the places they need to be to, drive to the office um, or wherever I was going. But there is an element, getting ready, brushing teeth, doing hair, getting your clothes on and choosing the accessories, prepare, making sure you've got your bag, your phone, everything. All of that is vital it's essential but it's also a ritual you do things in a certain order because it makes you feel prepared so start creating that kind of a ritual give yourself the time to really show up as important in finance because your clients or your stakeholders need you to do that they are asking you they are actually wanting you to be your amazing best self Okay, <laughs> so if you need a coffee, if you need to physically stretch yourself out, if you need a loo break, if you need just time to go through all your notes, time to breathe and have some breathing exercises, take it. So often we think, oh, I don't have time for that. Really? Think about the impact it has on you and what you deliver. And again, I'll say, if you are there delivering a presentation or a talk, even if it's online, then there's a reason why you're doing that versus sending an email. It's important. Next one, check your levels. <laughs> Just checking is all go away. Um, okay, so checking your levels. Think about Lewis Hamilton again. Um, pretty sure he will look at absolutely everything. Now, Lewis Hamilton, from what I gather, he's a massively, massively analytical person as well as very, very results driven. And as soon as he gets a win, apparently the first thing he does, he doesn't go out and like have a massive party and celebration. The first thing he does is meet up with his team and they review every single thing that went wrong so that they can be better for later. And those things will be the levels. So you need to check your levels as well. Review. And the key areas, as I've already actually, I've already pretty much told you them as we've gone through, the key areas are sleep. Have you had enough sleep? Did you have too much sleep? Is hydration. Have you got enough uh, water in your system? Now, remember, it's not only about being hydrated so you look and feel good, but actually your, the water will help your vocal quality as well. Um, then maybe your levels, maybe you don't want too much so you don't have to run off anywhere during the presentation. Have you had enough fuel? So I was saying earlier about food, what kind of food makes you feel at your best? And, and actually, this is really interesting because I'm someone, I love my food, I really do. And I will have like, oh, I really fancy uh, last, last week. I, I really put the French dish uh, from the Alps, which is uh, tartiflette. If you don't know it, it's absolutely awful and wonderful at the same time because it's horrendous for your health. Um, it's made of potato and bacon and cream and cheese. I mean, honestly. Um, but we thought we'd have some real comfort food. So I made it. Now, that is not something I would have. I only had it at the weekend. Um, and it's the kind of thing that makes you feel good in the moment, but it doesn't make you feel so good afterwards. So having a real think about what food makes you high performance actually helps you 
to really look objectively about what you're eating because you're suddenly realizing everything you put into your system is helping you become better, to run better, um, just as we would fuel in the car. Do you pick the standard petrol or do you do the high performance stuff? How does it make the engine work better? Is it more efficient? So think about your fuel. Now, the next thing is just prepare all your equipment. <laughs> make sure that you feel fully confident about everything you have and make sure you've got any backups. Uh, I'm, I'm notorious when I'm training live. Um, I, I, carry, I actually have a suitcase. I have a suitcase of things and it's filled to the brim with spares of everything, of batteries, of um, pens, of post-its, of uh, exercises, just everything that I need just in case. And most of the time I don't need it. The whole point is it gives me a feeling of safety and security if I have it just in case. And finally, and I feel that this is the most important thing, the most important thing that you can do, um, and that is to prepare yourself physically. As a speaking coach, when I'm dealing with communication, I feel so strongly that people forget that they were born with the strongest communication tools that you have, and that is your face, it is your voice, and it is your body language. And then you've got your brain. You have so much to offer, and you're only using 30, 40% of it. Seriously. Seriously. Say so 40% of it you're using effectively. And we communicate unconsciously with everything, with our hand gestures, with our facial expressions, uh, with the tone of our voice. Now imagine what would happen if you managed to calibrate everything you did as if it was on purpose, as if it was designed to get the very best out of you and out of the situation, then that's when you get high level influence. And it's not just about how you can work with other people, it's about how you feel in yourself. So you've heard of the Amy Cuddy power pose. Why do you think that works? It works because once we start actually manufacturing that feeling that we know what we're talking about and that we're ready to go, we are prepared for our A game, then it means you will deliver your A game. So that's it for today is really what are you doing to show up as your very best, <laughs> almost like Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. And if you're about to have an important conversation or an influential conversation, such as a presentation or a speaking or even literally coming over Zoom and having a chat or going in your Facebook group or going on your podcast, perhaps. The level of preparation that you give yourself to be your best will really have the most effective outcome for the delivery that you give, not just for you, but for the businesses you work for. Okay, thanks so much for listening. And we're going to see next week, I've got a guest, in fact, Tune in. We've got Gareth John coming on, who is the uh, president of the ICAEW in East Anglia and also um, the executive chairman of First Intuition. Uh, they work with lots of businesses and create uh, and, and train accountants 
and deliver leadership training and management training as well. And we're going to be hearing from him on what the scope of the accountant is at the moment, how it's changed, how people are working with their clients and really looking at that overall overall message. Anyway, I'm going to head off. Take care, everyone, and I will see you next week. Bye.